Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Yorio. Tonight, we are starting off episode 101 with our first fan guest spot. Listener Tyler Brumfield is Crashing Game Night with us tonight. I am joined by Ooh. Keystone Light, the beanied one, Gerard Barrera. Keystone Light, how dare you, sir? <laughs> dare it, it, it is Paps Blue Ribbon all the way. Oh my god. That's right. At least it's still not Milwaukee's best. I, I, oh, I god no. oh god no. Oh god no. Milwaukee's best. No. And, no Milwaukee in here. No. And as you're hearing, guys, that is Zima Theowalski. <laughs> oh my god. Oh that might take the I don't know about Zima. Uh, ouch. Ooh, that's brutal. That is that is. I can't even I can't even and, come back it hurts so bad. Yeah, you need to take a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That hit a little <laughs> bit. And we're joined as always by Bartles and James, the Lions' main Jason Melidio. <laughs> Bartles and James. Oh, how's it going, guys? How's <laughs> it to Matt going? That's <laughs> with the quips. That's pretty good. <laughs> I want to thank oh, no, uh, That was just Gerard off the cuff where you had that planned. You oh, know, no, but that, that was, was, com- that that was, was completely off the cuff. Because Jerry's sitting there talking about, you know, and Theo talking about White Claws and Bougie and, and all that. So, I, you know, it's good. he's like, why the, heck, good. why the heck not, man? We're all about the nicknames here. Bottles and James, man. Bottles and James. That was good. Got some old school ones. Bottles and James. I like that. That was good. Hey, right. Any, any more, you get that Colt 45. <laughs> Colt 45. Yeah, you were close. You're getting, getting get close that, to get that. that. Cobra. Oh. Dang. So, uh, oh, man. How's how's everyone doing? Let's let's start with our our guest, our guest fan here. Welcome, Tyler. welcome to the couch, by the way. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Thank yeah, you. there's Thank your you. official <laughs> welcome to the couch. Um, come on in, sit down, relax, crash on game night here. Um, yeah. So how you how you doing, Tyler? It's been a lot. We've been talking on Twitter now for quite a while. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out when to get you scheduled on here. It's just been it's been crazy because we've been working on lining up guests and stuff like that and. For us, first and foremost, for episode 100, we needed to make sure that Mike was going to be able to make it and schedule it and everything, right. especially around with his uh, with cancer treatment and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're kicking off one on one with a, a fan episode. Yeah, I was happy yeah. to I was happy to hear uh, how Newman was doing on the last episode, but I think it's a yeah. I think it's a good time. I think you guys get to 100 episodes; that's a great milestone, and then you get to transition into bringing some fans on. I think it worked out great. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Uh, Fellas, how's the week been? It's been oh, pretty good. Um, kind of acclimated back to getting back to work, but uh, say you're in the busy month now. Yeah, no. we're in the busy months. We're but, in the holidays. Uh, the, but I, I do. I have to say, the moment I got home, I immediately took a shower. I took a shower, but I immediately made my <laughs> unboxing videos so I could finally <laughs> turn on my PS5 for the first time. <laughs> You have Probably them edited so, I, so we can get them up on the website? They're getting edited as we speak, yes. And, uh, oh my gosh. That, like, uh, honestly, like I said before, the, the PS5 controllers, the haptic sense, all of that, I think it's going to rival the, the Xbox controller. It's, it's well, absolutely, because the Xbox controller hasn't already, changed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same thing. So. The haptics, the the dual set, every like it's insane. And Astro, you're right, Astro's Playroom really gives you a sense of everything it offers. It's it's insane. 
funny story. We were actually talking about Astrobot's playroom right, you know, before the podcast, before you guys all got on. Tyler and I were talking about that, and I did platinum it, and I still think right now it is better than Mario, especially Mario Odyssey. Wow. Oh, okay, Mario Odyssey. Okay. I was like, but to have like a have like a, a statement game. over that's a bold statement. Yeah, even, to have even a launch I've, game. I played, I beat it. I played all the worlds. As interactive as it is, I you know I would say it's a solid. It's a solid game. I don't know about beating Odyssey though. Mm. I was not prepared for the for the haptic uh, response and all the features that you know. I've obviously re- I think, up to the release reading about it and all the things the controller do, but actually feeling it in your hand that first time yeah. firing up Astro's Playroom because it is the perfect demo for the controller. I mean, the game's right. obviously mm-hmm. more than that, but mm-hmm. I was... It surprised me a lot. Like, did you did you get surprised when you finally got to, like, shoot your arrow and, and like, really yes, feel dude. like... My, I'm, real, like, pulling the tr- pulling a trigger almost. So Or, yeah. like, like With pulling that, the dr- yeah. drawstring. Yeah. So, Theo, to that point, it actually, the haptic in the the drawback in the string, you actually feel the tension kind of trying to, yeah, to weigh I thought, in. I thought and, you told me that before, it, yeah. though. Like, it gets harder <laughs> as you go down and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So when you actually God, have the bow full oh. drawn, it is, it, it's not quite like pulling back our, our hoits, but, um, but it, it, it gives uh, you it a feels cool pretty good. like sense of it. Yeah. It's like yeah. a cool, like third party feel. But, uh, but beyond the haptics and stuff, I don't think I asked you guys this before, and I'll ask Tyler too. Like, how does it feel in the hands compared to the dual shot? So much like, better does than it cradle well. Yes, it, okay. yes, so. it's absolutely for me. It's absolutely comfortable and ergonomic. Mm-hmm. Like, they spent some time on the controller. Like, what can we do? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I could ever go back to the to the old controller. No, I know I the, the moment I picked it up, like one. I hadn't held it obviously up until I pulled it out of the box, but it was not that it's heavy, but it was heavier than I expected and heavier than the prior controller. And so when I like held it, it was just like, Oh my God, this is perfect. This was, mm-hmm. it just felt, it felt right. I'm not to put it. Okay. Mm. It just has this, that little bit of weight where it feels like you're actually holding something. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Rather, rather than be light as like a joy con and just, and it's a little bit, and it's a little bit bigger in in terms of size right. and and everything. And it just it doesn't feel like you're holding a toy. Correct. Yeah, uh, it, it seems, it gotta, seems gotta, like gotta. everything everything that we've kind of complained. Like I hate to use a cliche like sentence, but everything that we've kind of said the dual shocks, like we've the, everything every feature that we've kind of uh, complained about the dual shocks. You know, it could have been a, the handles could have been a little longer. You know, the, the especially the triggers, the buttons, everything like they retouched everything to where it feels completely different. It's a completely I, different controller to me. I love how the light bar doesn't overpower the controller. Yeah. You know, so you don't have right up here. You don't have that that blue light oh, panel. Yeah. It's gone now. So all it is is a couple of light it, bars. It's very right subtle. Here. Yeah. It's very subtle. And it's very, very, okay. very nice. So. And is it still more the, subtle than like the little tip at the top of DualShock Four? Because you know how it's got that big one in the front. So right think right about the, the right at so, the, the touchpad. Yep, it has that. Think little, about the touch bar, the touchpad one, but they move it off to the the sides. Yeah, and that's okay. where it's at. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I gotta say, book. I had a rude, rude awakening this week. 
Oh, jeez. Um, so we go to Phoenix, right? Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous weather. You know, it got a little cool, you know, down in the upper 40s and wasn't bad or anything like that. I loved it. Um, Probably only yeah, lasted last, like the one week. So <laughs> yeah. the, last, uh, the last couple of mornings here, I've woken up to being at about 25 degrees. What's Ooh. up? Hey, welcome to the party. <laughs> What's right? up? We're in like the mid 30s, but I, I, I feel you, but not, not 20 degrees feel you. Damn, Jerry, yeah. what are we at? Like 60 right now? Mm, like 65. We're like at a cool even 65. Well, we're at, a, we're at a, an LA chili 55, maybe? Yeah. Now, is that when you wake up or is that like in the daytime? Oh, that's when we wake up. Maybe 70. It'll probably get like 75, 80. Right, get out of here. Not that bad. <laughs> you know, it's, right. did, you know, did you have oh, to throw on some sweats above your beanie, little hoodie, you know? I did, I did throw on a hoodie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh for the for the, for the day, it was. And then know. he had to go with the and then he had to go with the secondary soup cozy over that head of his. So. Yes, <laughs> soup cozy. <laughs> so let's let's talk some let's talk some news here, guys. Um, so it was announced that Wonder Woman 1984, um, they had Warner Brothers has finally decided what they're doing with it. Instead of postponing it, they're going to do a dual release. So I am, I am so happy with this move. 1984 will be coming out in theaters and stream on HBO Max starting December 25th. I think this is a fantastic move because one, you have the subscription install base already. You're already getting that money Mm -hmm. on um, HBO Max, which as of right now, they are as far as what they've said, they're not going to pull a Disney. That's my next question. Yeah. and upcharge to, to be able to watch the movie. They're just making it yeah. as part of your subscription, which if, is what they're going to yeah. do with the Snyder Cut as well. Um, yeah, that's what so, I'm like. This is, I love this move mm-hmm. for a few reasons. What are those reasons, Jerry? Oh, well, <laughs> okay. I, I thought you were going to continue. I'm sorry. He's trying to build the suspense. <laughs> like a few reasons. No, um, well, first of all, um, obviously H- HBO's large enough to kind of go against the mold with Netflix, Disney Plus. So this particular move is going to challenge Disney and the others about kind of what to do about the situation because I think we're still in limbo with kind of what to do with all of these new movies. You know, Disney already tried it and it failed with with Mulan. The whole $30, you're already paying for Disney Plus then, then kind of a poor we just, choice of movie and then what's even worse is do it just, and, and but and that's the other thing like just saw that they put all of their cards on that yeah they put all of their mm-hmm. all of their stake in mulan and it did not deliver so therefore they can't like they can't really go back or say like oh we're gonna our next movie it's 30 dollars again and they they have to rethink yeah. it so this is gonna Are be you saying mad about kinda, itunes so we were messing around on iTunes the other night um, before the podcast, and here is Mulan on iTunes to buy for twenty bucks. Because now, because it's officially <laughs> out from yes. from theaters, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, so now it's it's the normal Disney twenty dollars. Yeah. Oh I'm still going to so, wait for it to be discounted. Dude, yeah, right. I, I, so what's your? I wouldn't even get it, dude. No. What's your no. other reasoning behind it? Well, those were well. Th- those were my few reasons. Yeah. That I think it's a great challenge. idea because yeah. lumped into one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's a great idea right now because there are a lot of theaters, especially like Regal. They have closed down pretty much all of U.S. operations until at least Q1 of next year. So yeah. 
you know, AMC's people that going down. Yeah. Well, you look at like, for instance, where I'm at here in Richmond, right? It is predominantly regal with mm. a AMC here or there. There's one AMC that's within a 25 mile radius of me. Mm. Um, so for us, you have one theater choice. And if you're not comfortable going to see the, and you know, see the movies in the theaters, especially the fact that COVID is spiking massively U S wide yeah. right now, which we just topped 250,000 deaths, you know, just yesterday, um, recorded 180,000 new cases, you know, in one day, um, you know, everybody's looking to lock things down. Right. Um, I think what it was, Michigan just locked down theaters. So oh. whatever was open is shut back down again. Here in Washington, um, we just started a, a four-week lockdown on a lot of things two days ago. Yep. Oh, and, wow. Yep. And they're not the only ones. Like, for instance, like California, you guys just started a, you know, 10 p.m. curfew um, yeah. this week, you know. Um, and, and Virginia's and doing partial, the same thing. And the um, partial lockdown. We I think yeah. we went back to... I think it went back to space no too. Inside. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So no longer uh, um, inside dining. <clears throat> correct. No gyms here. Yeah. 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 No. yeah. Pretty much it's kind of gone back to essential only ish. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, food places are still open, but yeah, they can't have any inside. It's only takeout. No. The dining outside in parking lots is still going on, but mm-hmm. I feel that's going to be gone in a little and bit. And I think, thankfully, though, we've got we do have those vaccines by um, Pfizer and I don't remember who the other one that's doing it, but they're both saying they're 95% effective. Yeah. So oh, wow. um, okay. they are going to be applying this week for the emergency grant to get them to market. Um, so the way oh, wow. the FDA works is that you apply to have them, you know, reviewed, you know, for FDA approval and whatnot. Um, and by doing an emergency session, they're going to be voting meeting on the 10th of December, um, which it's independence. They're, they're not party affiliated or anything like that, but they're key doctors in their fields, like, um, you know, disease control, um, ethology, um, stuff like that. So they'll review the drug, find out what, you know, do whatever questions they need to do. So hopefully by, I'm thinking January-ish, February-ish, we could start seeing the first vaccines hitting the marketplace, which is huge because I've seen some grumblings along the airline industry, like for instance, um, and in the concerts, more so concert-wise, is that they're going to require you to provide proof you have a vaccine that you have taken for COVID in order for you to to go to a concert. Now, that being said, I can see that backfiring completely with, you know, I mean, come on. You need a parent's signature to go on the field trip. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of, I think, what it's going to happen to because, frankly, we know that people don't care about wearing masks. Yeah. You know, also, I feel like it's going to be a, a yeah. liability thing rather than uh, yep. than anything. You know, it's one of those right. things where they cover so, their butts. Mm-hmm. So, ultimately, I think having it on HBO Max as well is a good thing. Um, I will gladly pay the subscription, you know, if I have to to, to watch it. Um, especially since we don't have theaters around here um, they are open and we've got the AMC, but that's it. But that being said, AMC said they've only got enough cash to get them through Q1. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're in a lot of trouble. Which is, which is really great that HBO Max is sharing with the theaters essentially, rather than like Disney plus just t- 
bogarting new lawn. Yeah. <laughs> and taking like all the proceeds, obviously. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, I think HBO Max knows that while they're sharing, I feel like they know they're sharing because I feel like they know more people are going to come to them than really are going to yeah. go to the. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they're being smart about it because the country is moving towards another lockdown state by state. Everyone's doing different. So Um, definitely having, having a big movie like that, 1984, like just, Oh, it'll help help a little bit. The the subscription count is pretty much just like anything else. If you get their subscription count, you can let it sit for a long time and just be like, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll give you some, Really, I kind of wonder if they'll they'll, uh, put on pause free trials come that time. I would imagine. I would imagine. Don't they have like the one week free trial or whatever? Like, uh, dude, no joke. Mm -hmm. My roommate, my roommate, as we speak, got the did the free trial for the CBS. He Mm -hmm. nothing but Star Trek for the last four days. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he he finished like Picard. He finished like three. Actually, like and then, and then TV shows. It? No, no, he's still on. He's still got like oh, three. Okay. He's he, you know he's, he's going through Star Trek right now. <laughs> See, you can always just access. take 1984 though and yeah. say that you can't watch that on yeah. a, a trial. I feel like that would be a easier choice than going. Yeah, removing that feature. Yep. Yeah, that's totally true. Too. I agree there too. But that, that's in, why that, that's why I love this movie. It's going to challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, Disney to. To well, make a move or to, to think of a different way this, because... If if you start doing this, then it just like we've been saying, saying with physical and digital, like it's it's going to be that downhill for movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, why, well, why would that's I... That's been the way ever well. since streaming streaming services have started. Yeah, but, but like when you have big movies killer. like a major title come out, like you would go to the theater right away unless you can wait like four five six months then you can watch it on the stream i think the problem with it jason is that covid has completely changed the math oh on how everything gets done now um but i mean like this this like moment right here Mm -hmm. is literally going to be the end like there's as soon as more major titles get put onto like hbo max netflix or whatever it may be like once that goes off, then it's just I, like you know what. I, I, I don't think, think it's you're, permanent. I think you're right and wrong at the same time. Because I think, go ahead, Jerry. Oh, I was gonna say I think that for me, I think movie theaters will make a comeback, but with a different model. I think it's gonna. I think they're That's gonna exactly go through. What I, was gonna say. I think it's gonna go through an E3 renaissance, right? Where <laughs> it's gotten to the point where we know movie theater the model is broken with how much they're charging per ticket. You know, that's why people are pirating stuff, you know, going to torrent and, and things like that to get these mm-hmm. movies. Because honestly, it costs like anywhere from 15 to 20 bucks for one ticket for a new movie. Then you got your concessions and everything like that. And at that point for a family of four, you're, you're well over a hundred dollars to take your family to the theater to go see a new movie, AKA like Mulan. Right. So like for me as a parent, I'm going to be like, Hmm, 20 bucks for the movie, 10 bucks for the Disney subscription, 30 bucks. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that instead of spending the money in the theaters. But so I think the theaters are just to sit to down. Through, yep. Yeah, so I think the theaters are going like, to have to go through a remodel of their, you know, of what they do. Right. But I mean, what's the remodel? Because um, I mean, you have one thing, you have one service. See, that's, a movie. That's, that's where my theory comes in is where I think, I like, think you're right that the, 
the the theaters as a whole, the the corporation, AMC, the big the big names, I think are going to have trouble, and eventually we might see them go on a hiatus or close their doors. But I think it will open the opportunity for those independent cineplexes and like those three and four feature like movie theaters in your town to open back up and and kind of have like. I don't know that like kind of hometown feel. Like I remember oh, you, going you, to those. You you still are going to have to pay those rough prices. Like even if they drop it five bucks, let's say it's ten dollars a ticket. I'd be, you okay know. With that. <clears throat> I'd be fine with that. I because we can still. But go to you the still you you are still cutting close to how much your overhead costs and everything is. Like well, and I think the problem is that theaters have gotten so big. To that point where yeah. everything's stadium seating, everything's got every recliners. Some of them are adding on food service, like AMC does. You can order food right there at your seat; they'll bring it to you. Um, I think you're going to have to see some of that change. Um, yeah. See, I didn't even you know. If like, you to be combat. quite honest, the recliners were nice, but I didn't. I don't need them. It, the moment I put my feet <laughs> up, I'm going to take a nap. So I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> Like I have to watch them. Like I want. I, I oh guess my, so. Jerry, to watch a movie. That is not so, a stipulation for you to take a nap. You don't need to put your feet up. That's true. You but, just but need it, to sit but down. That, that <laughs> level of comfort really helps. Really anybody helps. who went I, to I don't do you know anybody in Long Beach who went to a recent <laughs> showing of The Wizard of Oz that wasn't the Cowardly Lion. It was actually Jerry. And the seat next to you <laughs> snoring away. <laughs> Just saying. But you know, um, like, I, I feel like like there will be like a niche market at that point. If they do start doing the streaming HBO, if they start like fully going full fledged on this, because I mean, like the only thing you would probably go to the theater now at that point is midnight releases, you know, like me and Jerry went to, which they don't even have yeah. really anymore. Yeah. They don't have those <laughs> well, anymore, which, which like me and Jerry saw every Harry Potter at the midnight release, you know, and that was, that was fun. You know, like, yeah. now is it going to happen in the days. future? I highly doubt it. Mm-hmm. And especially if we have a big title, <clears throat> like, I, like this, you, like, I think the next, I think the next six months are super critical for the movie theater industry. if covid COVID is still around like it is right now today the movie industry the movie theater industry specifically will die you may see a revival of drive-ins because we are starting to see that as covid's been happening we are seeing more drive-in theaters popping up um but i kind of think that i kind of think that theaters won't have a comeback until streaming services like fluctuate so high to where that it's r- ridiculous so that people can't even afford streaming services anymore. That's well, still going to take a while because the, all of the streaming services, the, the subscriptions, they're still figuring all that out. And there's, well, and we're still trying to, and we're still waiting to see who lasts because Not there's really. an A and E there's CBS. There's, there's so, so many, many of like and it just hikes up the price so yeah, fast that, that are like oh no you need a cbs subscription you're paying for that. per channel so yeah here's the other thing guys is that netflix is starting to run analytics on their subscribers and they're starting to figure out who's sharing accounts oh, pretty so much i have like a everyone. feeling you're going to start seeing these subscriber-based ones realizing okay these five people are all sharing account we're we're going to start locking our accounts down to where they can't be shared yeah, I thought Netflix already had that locked. Like you can only have like 
five people max and only three can stream at the same time or something. Yeah. yeah. But what they're, but they're realizing is, is that it's not just those member accounts that are, you know, like we have, it's four people on ours, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know, my brother, us, my dad, um, and whatnot. And it is a family account, right? We have it all set up, but what they're looking at is, is that it's just one singular person that does not have a family account. It's an individual account that they're sharing their account out with. So I think you're going to start seeing things locked down. So like, I didn't know there was a difference. There is. So there's, there's difference in their plans and stuff like that, um, which they just upped the price again. Um, you know, it was kind of funny. We were just talking about this. We went and saw Endgame last year, right? And Netflix had upped their prices at that time. They're doing it again. Um, I think to their, Jerry's point and to Theo's point is that you're going to get so high with the subscription costs. It's going to force either people to decide, well, we're either going to do this or we're not going to see it or we'll buy it on iTunes when it comes out or B, you're going to see the revitalization of the movie theaters you know, where they can start getting that. And I think there needs to be a little bit probably more profit sharing between the movie theaters and, and Hollywood to really get that going again. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is, we know the Screen Actors Guild, they want their, they want their money. The Directors Guild want their money. It, it all comes down to everybody wants their money and where do we go from there? Um, now, speaking of wanting their money and, and whatnot, um, Chris Pratt has been confirmed for Thor 4. Yes. Which is leading to rumors that we're getting as Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought that was kind of a given already based off of how, you know. It ended. Yeah. yeah. With Endgame, yeah. With the joke and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. But now they're thinking, now that he's really confirmed for Thor 4 that. This next um, phase has me really hyped, man. I don't know if you've checked the, uh, the Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. Who you've, have you seen who's slated in that? No. No. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Olsen is making a... Oh, no. she Yeah, I already know she's coming. She's going to be in the movie as Scarlet Witch. Yeah, she's reprising and directing it, right? So, so is Ryan Reynolds. What? Ryan Reynolds is in Doctor Strange? Yes. I, I missed that. Yeah. It's on that? IMDb. Re- but He's officially on Deadpool? the IMDb. I th- yeah, I think that's going to be his MCU like oh, debut. Might be, might be a cameo, but he's on the IMDb. More than likely, he ain't playing anybody else or a voice. He might be a voice. Hold on, I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, and isn't <laughs> Sam Raimi directing? Oh, the uh, yeah, the next one, isn't he? <clears throat> That's exciting. Yeah, Sam Raimi's directing. Um, Actually, he is no longer, Ryan Reynolds is no longer listed on the IMDb for the movie right now. But you do have officially Elizabeth Olsen. Um, you have Chiwelta uh, Ejafor as Mordo. Yeah, he's coming Benedict back. Wong Benedict is Wong is going to be on there as Wong. Um, right. Swaley uh, Longhang as he's a truck driver uncredited. Generally speaking, when they list somebody this early in an uncredited like truck driver role, they're playing a major part. So we'll see how that's yeah. going to play out. Um, but yeah, let's see what Ryan Reynolds, which Ryan Reynolds has that. Um, Damn, they took him off. Okay. I, the, the next Doctor Strange movie is probably one of the most exciting ones for me. I, I yeah. love Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. So uh, Deadpool, Deadpool 3 has been announced though. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's going to be in Clue. They're doing a reboot of Clue. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be amazing. 
Dude, he is so busy. If they so, if they do a legit like reboot of Clue, I want him to be the butler. Oh, that'd be funny. He'd be, funny. He'd be a great Tim, butler. Tim, Tim he would Curry's be. Spot. You know what? He'd be a good be yes. professor. He'd also be a good professor Plum. Oh yeah, he okay. would be. or yeah, Mister yeah, Green, yeah. or Mister Green, either one. Um, but yeah, he's got a busy. You know, let's see here. So he just got done doing Crudes a New Age. He's got Hitman's body or Hitman's wife's bodyguard next year. Oh no! Yeah, they made a um, sequel to that. Yeah, yeah, they did. He's he's filming Red Notice as we speak. Right now, he is in. Yeah, figure. Let's see what else is in there. He had that. Uh, I am looking forward to Free Guy, though. I'm looking forward to Free Guy. That, free guy. Oh, man, that movie is going to look really so good. fun. Yep. Yes. Oh man. He's got an untitled Netflix project coming up. He's got a movie called Shotgun Wedding, Everyday oh Parenting Tips, Clue, Christmas Carol, and then Deadpool 3. Busy man. What is he? Right. And trolling, you know, Hugh, Hugh Jackman somewhere in there. Do they have the best relationship? So they do. Great. I love it. I love <laughs> they troll each other like crazy, the but feud. they're actually good friends. It's amazing. So. Um, <laughs> anyway, so back to what we were kind of talking about. So we've got that, um, phase four, hopefully it's going to be good, especially now that we've got more and more coming together for Spider-Man you know, yeah. as well. And um, they're, they're, um, they're casting fantastic four right now as well. They're looking, yeah. so we'll see what happens with that. So, yeah. um, now on a sad note, as we're recording this tonight, November 19th, the last episode of Supernatural is aired. Oh, 15 years. Series finale. And the I have not watched sons. the second. I have not watched the second <clears throat> half of the, the final season. Um, we saw that. I haven't watched left any of season 15. So the first half of yeah. season 15 <clears throat> is on Netflix. Season four. What? You're really on season four? I'm At least you started, four. sir. <laughs> At did, least yeah. you started. Sir. I, I mean, I can't, I can't say talk too much crap i feel like i got past the leviathans that that part and got a little Dude, bit through there and then kind of dropped off do oh, we okay. need to go okay. get like crowley or something to get you to finish watching this or something <laughs> make some like deal with a crossroads demon i mean come on jared um Ooh. so and then we had a good episode of the mandalorian Oh, man. Which yes. it has now been linked. Every episode is good. So this episode in particular, though, has really linked it to what has been out there with Clone Wars, Rebels. And Rebels, yeah. Um, so first thing first is Bo-Katan is, is back. And we actually get to see Katie Sackhoff, who has voiced Bo-Katan on the animated shows this whole time. She is in the army. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Um, it was amazing. The only, I only have one problem with her wardrobe, though. Please, if you if you even go the route that everybody on Twitter is all blowing up about is the fact that the Mandalorian has like ridges on the armor for for her chest. Oh no, I was just, I was going to say her wig was like terrible. They should they really should have let oh. her wear natural hair. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's like but Twitter, it, but it was like, she still look completely good. show accurate. It was completely yeah. show accurate. But it was almost like too accurate to the point yeah. where like not like you could have let her put her hair down. Like it's it's real life. Yeah. It didn't have to look like the cartoon. So here's the other thing though is at the end of the episode, 
she mentions you need to go to this planet and you need to go find Ashoka Thanam. Who, Ashoka Tano. So for those who know her, that is Anakin's old Padawan, the Clone Wars era. Who's going to be played um, by Rosario Dawson? That is the rumor right now. We'll know more Ooh. in a week or two, probably, I'm assuming. Have they have they been able to keep the lid on that this whole time still? No, no one has seen any of her makeup, uh, wardrobe, anything. They have nobody said anything official, right? They it's all been rumor and conjecture that's that it's going to be yeah. Rosario. Um, to be this close and still be a rumor, that's good on that. That's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Well, nobody knew but Rosario Bo-Katan Dawson was, is a great casting. I mean, nobody's known about Bo Katan showing up, right? Right. Um, uh, not until then, the really that didn't break out until like the season was about to de- uh, debut because yep. a few people saw footage of uh, uh, Katie Sackoff in mm-hmm. partial wardrobe. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be rather interesting to see how they play that out and how it goes. Um, because honestly, if we, if we see it be successful, right. And we actually see a legit lightsaber on TV and in a live action format and they pull it off. Right. I think, Star Wars has. Oh, they will. I mean, they've already they've Um, already shown that with the dark saber. Yeah, there's a difference between putting an aura around a a metal blade and actually having. Yeah, but a real lightsaber. Yeah, but they really like that. Even that aura looked like it was on the blade. Like, well, yeah, it was good. It was good CGI work. Well, that's how that's how force pikes are, though. I mean, you have that aura around the end of the pike and, and whatnot. So. Um, but there was a lot into this episode mm-hmm. that we can I can I say that, that the only reason I personally even have Disney Plus other than yeah for the Disney movie for the kids is the only reason is the Mandalorian right now. Like, yeah, that's the only thing I watch on Disney Plus right now. However, the world according to Jeff Goldblum is actually quite entertaining. That's a nice <laughs> yes, little treat, especially uh, and traveling with Re- Gordon Ramsay because I can watch him cook for for days for hours. Uh, that show is awesome too. He's actually yeah. like he's actually doing a, a Anthony Bourdain, dude. They've been uh, using him for uh, Twitter memes lately too. Yeah, <laughs> um, especially around um, all the the lawsuits happening right now and the wannabe recounts and challenging this, challenging that. Everyone keeps using the meme of him going, you know, f off. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So speaking of, you know, F off, um, whoever is the person who called in 911 for a hostage situation in Montreal last Friday night to the Ubisoft Montreal studio really needs to F off. Um, Yikes. They, oh, yeah, they called in a 911 call saying there was a hostage situation at Ubi Montreal. So it caused oh, people God. to evacuate up to the roof to get away, you know, because nobody knew what was going on. Right. They just yeah. knew that pretty much, um, you know, Montreal's version of SWAT had just shown up. Right. Um, this could have gone a lot worse because we do know with a lot of swatting situations and a lot of cases, the person that is being swatted ends up dead. Yeah. So this yep. could have gone way worse. Thankfully, zero people at Ubi Montreal were injured. Uh, the police were able to determine once they got there that there was no hostage situation. There was a complete false alarm and it was swatted. They have opened an investigation and they don't know, you know, they don't have anything at this moment on who actually the perpetrator is. 
Um, to give folks a, an idea as far as Ubi Montreal goes, um, they are responsible for the recent release of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They also are the studio uh, that does a lot of Rainbow Six. I really hope they find the person that did that. Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah, absolutely. And but what was the reason brought. for it? Did, did they say no, like... they have no know. idea. All they know There's, is they had received a 911 call that said there was a hostage situation at Ubi Montreal. That yeah, was I mean, a lot of the SWAT, a lot of swatting is just, it's why the heck not? Too. They're just, they're yeah. just like, why not? You know, like they just want to do something stupid. I think it's the last attempt to be funny and cool and yeah. trolling, but yeah. on some scary, scary levels. Yeah. yeah. I think the and last they always one have to take saw, every threat yeah. seriously. Yep. Well, I think the last one I saw was someone in Kansas got swatted because they made a joke about some other player's mom on COD. What? Yeah. Oh my God. And then it's, the person in Kansas was a, shot. Yeah, so, it's always so, so, so petty. And yep. since they have to take it seriously, you know, there is like a full SWAT exactly. team in full yeah. riot gear, like mm-hmm. just storming the gates of this maybe house, maybe even That's apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's the same in these times. So, um, speaking of taking things seriously, um, maybe Square Enix should have taken Marvel Avengers a little bit more seriously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me, uh, I don't nice know, transition. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, don't, don't it, mess with my company, man. Like Square and Alice, like don't mess with them, man. Like Jason, yo, Avengers listen, has Avengers listen, has listen. lost. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Mister Final go Fantasy ahead. fourteen. That is now decided no, you're no, going to no, play no. Division two without Jerry and I. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you know, traitor. Okay, ninety-six percent of the PC population has diminished. They're gone. Oh, the game only sold three million copies, to the point where it is estimated it lost sixty million dollars. Hmm. And this is supposed to be a triple-A game. Le- okay. Do, do, we need a, do we need to roll back time? Do we need to roll back time? Please. What are you okay. rolling back time to? Yo, Marvel, get out of the gaming industry. What are you doing? We want your characters. We don't care like how you do. Um, Spider Man, Marvel, Marvel Morales. No, no, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. That, okay. So okay. this is this, this is my thing. This is my gripe with Marvel right now. I mean, it's I I, I love them. They are really good, but unless it's a literally just Marvel game where like Marvel makes it from start to finish, it is always going to be half-assed. Um, always. Yeah, but Insomniac hold made on, the hold on. Spider-Man I'm going to take offense to that because Marvel Spider-Man, as well as Miles Morales, which just released last Thursday, are amazing games that were made by Insomniac. And yeah. all, all it was was just Marvel giving them the property. Mm-hmm. Marvel giving them the property. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Marvel wasn't really much, involved That's pretty much it, it, though. That's like unless Marvel gives them the property, like Marvel's Capcom. Do you realize? Tank. Wait, do you realize how much Square actually had access to the the Marvel Comics Vault? They did they so much. They had access yeah, to way access. more than Insomniac did for Spider Man. Yeah, Square Enix screwed it up, dude. No, Square, Square Enix, Enix screwed no, no, no. it up. They Absolutely. dropped the ball. No, no, no. Because here's the problem: is is that <laughs> these types of games now, these living, breathing games, where you're just banking on people buying new characters and stuff like that is dying yeah, oh, yeah. that was a huge cash grab bro DLC, people, DLC, 
People are saying Avengers is worse than Anthem. Wow. Ooh, that's a statement right there. That's so, but I, it's also true because in at least in the anthem, at least in the anthem, yeah, you could you could yeah. fly and all that. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead, bud. No, I was just gonna say, um, I when I first saw the trailers for that game, I was actually I was actually excited. I was like, oh, like Square Enix is yeah. doing an Avengers game. Like the trailers I'm seeing, this is gonna look great. <laughs> I mean, like, this will be a I, fun I game. And Matt waiting a two hour line to see a demo at E3 because I was so hyped. I thought it was going to be great. Hey, I'm, I'm in the same hey, boat. In that line, in that line, I got so much done on Hugh in that line. <laughs> I, it was one of those, like, obviously I knew Spider-Man did well and I don't know all of Spider-Man's history with um, other games, but I, I knew, I was like, okay, I know Spider-Man can be done right. I had a friend who was in a lot of, of the different Spider-Man mm-hmm. games prior to this one, but I was like, this is the first superhero game that looks like it might be good. Really, really excited. I didn't get it on release, but, and then all of a sudden I hear how I'm like, okay, the, I, I'm hearing the end game is terrible. It's like the, the, the post game is bad. And I was like, okay, that's unfortunate. Maybe they can fix that. And then I saw this report and I was like, this game tanked. And here I was being a Square Enix fanboy, like Jason yeah. was just like, oh, like they got this. And then, hmm. I don't, I, I don't know if you guys have heard anything, but it, it, I, reviews I saw, I read, made it sound like the actual like campaign of the story, like that part of the game was all right and good, based off of what I heard. But it's the in-game and the replayability, replayability and the thing that that game is designed around to do is bad. Dang. Yeah, because there's no repel- so replayability. Let's put it You're replaying way. everything mm-hmm. you you played exactly the way. You did the first time. 67% Metacritic, 6 out of 10 by IGN, 3 out of 5 by Games Radar. Mm. Mm. And to to Jerry's point, right, I think this is what one of my beefs was with the game is that when you play it, right, and you go on a mission, only the character you're playing as levels up. Yeah. And, And everybody else is subpar. So you go on these extra missions, you need to basically, if it's like kind of like Anthem where it's designed as a multiplayer game. It really actually is designed as a multiplayer game. And instead, if you don't have multiplayer, you know, anybody play with you multiplayer wise, you choose people within your group that you've unlocked, like the Hulk and and Thor and whatnot. You bring them along on your party. The problem is, is they come in at whatever level they were, regardless of where you are in the game. So you could be two thirds of the way through the game and you're having used a level one character. Yeah, mm, that's and bad. Sitting there getting worthless. one shot, mm-hmm. and they're worthless. So, and and even even from the demo, like it just lacked so much, like feeling. It like especially when you were in New York City, like there were no NPCs, no like people running for the for their lives. Like the the I, city was empty when you started a mission. It just didn't feel. It felt flat. Like every every mission and or every area felt it was flat. crystal dynamics, which was worse, you know. Because they made it look so good. Like that's the only thing. Now, don't I, get me like, wrong. It had, I think it had going for it. It was a beautiful looking game. It and was. Even the character art for the for the Marvel characters were awesome, but it just lacked in every other. Honestly, way. Honestly, I think it should have been indefinitely postponed. 
until they could actually get it right, ready to go. Because it just seemed like they said, Hey, we're going to postpone it. And then cyberpunk postponed. And then I think, you know, you look at it going, okay, maybe they postpone it. And then remember cyberpunk, cyberpunk postponed again. So I think maybe they were just basically saying, Hey, we got to get this out. We can fix it later because cyberpunk is right here. And we know cyberpunk is just going to, I mean, anything that releases around cyberpunk Dominate. next month is ridiculous. Yeah. They're, he, your game is crap. That is, that is um, going to dominate. Because it is going to dominate. Whether or not, you know, I mean, for everything I've seen, it's going to be a great game from everything that's being put into that game is ridiculous. Um, but I think this case is, Avengers could have been better. There was There were scenes yeah. where, you're seeing the group shot, right? And it looks like they copy uh, copy and pasted the heads onto a body. Oh. I mean, the animation wasn't wow. clean. Um, so I, I, you know, Crystal Dynamics is is a great great studio, right? I mean, with the Tomb Raiders and everything like that. So it makes you wonder what kind of politics were going on in the background. We know Square as of late, yeah, they are trying to strike while the iron is hot on a lot of things. And unfortunately, they're missing on a lot of things, which is why I'm not excited for Final Fantasy 16 to come out next year. I'm not. Yeah, you know, this the the whole the whole Marvel Avengers unfortunately felt like a one giant cash grab for mm-hmm. Square Enix. It, it seems like they did everything in the book that they could. Like, how can we squeeze money out of this? So they made you know player cards. Mm-hmm. For your profile, um, obviously, like costumes and, and DLC, and it just felt like one giant cash grab, and the the game suffered for it because it just wasn't it wasn't good. I want to throw two things in: is that one, I I think that what Marvel needs to do, I, I think that the Avengers game was far too ambitious. Like this idea of. I feel like Spider-Man is like one of the few superhero games that has done exceptionally well. And they need to release more games focused on individual superheroes and like nail that, like to try and and throw a full cast and like try and knock that out of the park was just way too big a bite. You know, they need to give Captain America to Kojima and let him make a Metal Gear game, but it's Captain America. And it's, you know, environments where you throw the shield around and you stealth and you bounce the shield off things you know stuff like that they need to they need to let these types of games exist and learn from the success of spider-man um i I would like to see that i would like to see compelling great superhero games like we've seen with with the renaissance with the movies that they've been able to do i hope they can pull that off with the games the second thing i'm gonna say is i am with jason in that I don't Final Fantasy 16. I don't I don't know how you guys can't be excited about it. I have followed 14 in Yoshi for so long. Yo, mama. That like <laughs> but I will say, I will say that if to me they've got the dream team on 16 as far as I'm concerned and if 16 flubs mm. and fails, I don't know how Square Enix can get that faith back for me. So like yeah. Not to okay. say this is their last chance but that's where I stand. Like 16 is borderline their last chance. Yeah. And I like low key. I hope, I hope it does well, but I hope it does not well enough to where like they get a little scared and they put their focuses back on correct. Final 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 Final
possibly nine and ten. It would be nice. I, like, I give don't it, want. Give us what the fans want. Of, I don't want remakes of any of those. No. Why not, dude? They awesome. ruined. They ruined seven. That's also like having the the training so, wheels on by remaking because you're re- revamping a story rather than coming up with something new. They need to keep. They need to be coming up with good stuff. And unfortunately, revitalizing gonna, the, the yeah, but all, the, yeah, but all the, of their the new stuff has not done well. So they need to do better. <laughs> because here's the problem: is is that is you have a a Japanese company that is used to doing things one way. Okay, very Japanese. And they are trying to, they were trying to emulate what was being done in the West, i.e. Mass Effect, Witcher, you know, those types of games, right? And that's why you got 15. And you look at 15 was in such development hell. I mean, it it was supposed to be part of the, you know, the FF13 universe because it was supposed to be versus 13 originally. And then they Mm -hmm. broke it off into its own game and whatnot. Um, but I think to Jerry's point is I think with 16, it need, I, I really hope it does, it does well. Okay. I, I don't wish it will on Yoshi P at all because he has done amazing things with FF14 to revitalize it. But that means his, his direction was split, right? He was working mm-hmm. on FF14 and he's working on 16. But I think 16 needs to do poorly just enough to where they need to rethink the model and maybe go back to what made Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. Because as we've seen, Persona has done extremely well. Alice. You know, and... Alice, no, Alice Alice does really good, well games, no matter what. Mm -hmm. But coming back to the 16, you know, like coming back to Square, a lot of their games they don't have they're 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 rushing a lot and Mm -hmm. i i know for dang sure that they are rushing a lot of stuff i uh i i I feel that 16 they're gonna they're gonna look at 16 and they're gonna look at how the seven remake is doing in part two and i feel like how those how well those games do is going to decide the future of final fantasy and where they go and what they do with it yeah um I will say that I do feel like Final Fantasy. I, I, I don't personally. I I loved the Final Fantasy VII remake, and I, I definitely am not going to go down that uh, down that road of derailing this. You, you <laughs> we all, all, we all know where we stand. We all know yes, where we stand. I do. I do. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I loved it, um, but I do think that sixteen and where they go with the seven remake is going to determine the future of what they do with the Final Fantasy franchise, and I do feel probably like a lot of other fans do that where square Enix has gone with final fantasy right now is certainly not where they were with the golden days of like seven, eight, nine, ten, like that, you know, oh, time frame they were in. Um, they're definitely, they've definitely gone a different direction and I don't know that we will ever get back to the golden days, but they, they need to find that new, that new great place for them. I'm um, going to call it now. That if 16, FF7, R2, and that new project they're working on, if that's all project. of those, uh, that project at Atria. I, I couldn't was, remember the uh, name, but that was, that was shown. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was shown up, right? If all three of those do not perform well, 
we may see Square Enix be the next company that's bought up either by Microsoft or by Sony. I say Sony. But first of all, Um, Tyler, thank you for saying that the golden days for seven, eight, nine, and ten. Thank you, sir. Hold on. I'd put 13 in that mix, too. Because 13, granted, a lot of people don't like the fact that some of it was linear, but there was a lot of things that they did really, really well with that game. Oh, for the combat system. Yes, for 13. But still, the golden age, right? When we think of Square Enix, right? And you are right, though, Tyler and and, and Jerry, you guys are right. The golden age is 7, 8, 9, and 10. No, I I push it back. I push it back. What's a 6? push it back. How far? Also a little bit. But but I would say like 7, 8, 9, 10. Those were like the most popular years that set Square Enix up. I think the It's it's the biggest. It's the biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biggest Western. I want to throw down on the, the comment about 13. 13, I'm not a fan of. However, the complaints I have about 13 have nothing to do with like, oh, it was linear and stuff like that. I feel like I played it at a weird time in my life and it was too different a direction and the story just didn't resonate to me. And it was one of those things where I go back and I'm like, I try to tell people about the game and I'm like, there's there's Falsy and Lassie and I really don't know what was going on in that story. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I think it was me. I need to go back and play this because I don't really understand what was going on in the game. Mm-hmm. But I didn't care that it was was linear and or any of the you, other things people... And I'll give you that. Is like, yeah. And this thing is with Final Fantasies, even from, I would say, 8, right? Some of the stories just aren't resonating with the people. And I think honestly, I would say more so yeah they they struck really good with ff7 but i still think probably the most quintessential game they've ever made and would of who they are in their dna that they've never gone back to is chrono trigger yeah. as far as looking at games to remake so you have chrono they did chrono cross on the playstation one as a kind of like a sequel mm-hmm. it's a tie-in like it's not it's a sequel but not a sequel yeah but chrono trigger when you talk about the dream team though Chrono Trigger was the quintessential dream team. And look at the the game they made. And I think, honestly, is, yes, you make seven. It's still coded to this day. That, that is true. And Chrono honestly, Trigger is one of the... I can go back. That game is yeah. still playable in an amazing fashion to this day. With the story and everything like that, you got to figure it with multiple endings. You know, we're talking Super Nintendo multiple era. Parties. It had mul- multiple parties, multiple endings. You know, you had, you know, the combo system where you had, you know, two people could attack at once, three people could attack yep. at once. Um, you know, I I am Setsuna um, released a couple of years ago for the Switch and the, and the PlayStation. Um, you know, that was the spiritual successor because it was some of that team. But I think ultimately is they need Square Enix needs to get back to what they do well. I think they just need to take their time a little bit. Like I'll agree with that, well, Jason, too, as well. Final Fantasy sixteen is literally twenty twenty one. Like I don't think it's gonna come out twenty twenty one though. No I way. So I, oh, I, no, I think it's I think, I think it's, I also think they rushed I think they rushed Avengers way too way too fast. I think I think FF sixteen is ready to go. I think it will be oh. in the second half of oh. next year, especially with the fact really? that here's the thing is it is a console exclusive. So there are contracts and everything that are in play. Correct. Exclusive. Um, I was waiting for and, it. <laughs> right? Um, you know, with it being, you know, on the PS5, 
right? And Sony has already put out the the marketing material to say it is coming next half of next year. I just think so, it'll be early 2022. Like, I just don't, I, I don't think I, they'll make the, the late 2021 window. I, I but I do give you that like they, that's the, the rushing aspect, I, especially I read some interesting articles from um, the livestream.net um, that they broke down about the remake. And within the last week, they, they rushed those last couple of chapters, not necessarily the story aspect, but mechanically the last couple of chapters of the seven remake, uh, I feel I'm pretty convinced they did. And just seeing what they did with the yeah. Avengers, I do feel like there's a lot of rushing going on. As well. They just, they need to get back to who they were or they're going to get bought out. Um, I, no, because I, I think honestly, sure. as like with what they're doing with seven, seven R two. And the fact is now it's like, Hey, we can go do whatever we want to. That's I, and I, that's, I am getting so many mixed messages because Katase did an interview where he's like, okay, you know, the, the main story beats are going to stay pretty much the same. And I'm like, okay, I'm seeing you say this in an interview, but you also just set the game up to where you can be like, oh, we can do whatever we want. He also said that and about like, one too. He also said that about <laughs> no. the first remake is that it was going to stay true to the it story. mostly did. Yeah, Not mostly. really. <laughs> I mean, do we yeah, really need to talk that. about that? I mean mostly up until like the end but no it started out way even before that in the tower when they go to shinra and barrett dies because that's the end killed him yeah that's 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 the end that's that's the last two chapters Mm, i i still think that with with that yeah katase you know katase you know He's he's saying one thing, but he's also in the background pulling strings and doing whatever he wants. Oh yeah, I agree with you. I'm definitely not arguing that point. Everybody has to remember this is the Kingdom Hearts team. Mm. This isn't the Final Fantasy 14 team. This is the Kingdom Hearts team, and they went and put Kingdom Hearts in Final Fantasy. I am. If I wanted, if I wanted that, I would go back and play Kingdom Hearts one. I and they they have to i i never i didn't think and again i i really i want to make sure this episode does not turn into like talking about the seven oh, remake we derail all the time anyway so um, yeah, you know <laughs> but i i did i never was ever convinced that we were going to get a beat for beat remake because who who would do that um and sure as hell not square enix would do a beat for beat remake because it's square enix they're going to mess with whatever they touch especially if they're revisiting something <laughs> um that being said, um, I remember seeing the ending and knee-jerk reaction hating it, and I had to sit with it and read it and really break down like the entire compilation because it's not just like, oh, I love Final Fantasy VII. Like, this is like a defining thing. Like, I had to break down the, the novelization, Evan Children, Crisis Core, Dirge, like break down the war, like really digest it in like a super nerd way and was like, okay. I see, I see what they could be doing, but I need to see the big picture and where they're going with it. So this has, for me, the potential to land full on space and just go, okay, this is terrible. They don't know what they're doing, but like, I have to see it. So I'm just sitting here, like biting my knuckle going, okay, let's, yeah. let's see where this goes. <laughs> I mean, they should learn from the legend of Zelda and how screwy timelines can get. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not super eager about the the timeline aspect, multiple timelines. Yeah. So, man. let's talk about another company that used to be part of Square Enix, and has since moved on away from Square Enix in the last couple of years. Is IO Interactive? 
we know that the the last uh, game in the Hitman series is coming out uh, here. Probably next. Uh, I think it's next six months. Forty-seven. Yep. So they did announce today they are working on Project 007, which is going to be a Bond origin story. Mm, I can think of nobody else. I can think of no other company better to do this than IO Interactive. That is, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that's perfect. Like perfect regardless match, regardless of what you yeah. whether you like the games themselves or not, with with Hitman. Mm-hmm. Technically, from that spy perspective, they're pretty spot on. It's they're in the best hands, Fringe. especially for a very cursed, yep, uh, uh, franchise. Franchise, yeah. There, yeah. Being that the fact there hasn't cursed. been a there has not been a good game for it for it since Goldeneye. Yes, yeah. sixty four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask about that. I was like, I haven't tracked the Bond games, but I don't think the last one, the last good one, was Goldeneye. No, yeah. uh, like they were the, all. Think of them all pretty much as like movie, movie video games. Yeah. Just oh, yeah, those are never good. Oh no! So, so let's let's move into some happy news. Yes, please. Yes, so officially today, yes, everybody now has a PS5 in terms of the world. Every country now. Everybody does not have a PS5. So, I mean, in terms of in is there terms a surprise countries, right? for me coming up right now? Like, no, I, no. I mean, in terms of countries and go to your front, door. Go your front door right now. It's all been yeah. This is where we get them a little like replica. Um, no, it's launched officially worldwide now. Um, so it's not just you know the US and some territories. It's London. It's Australia. Um, it's a lot of these. So Sony has gone out of their way to actually do some cool stuff. So I want to bring that up. So let's talk about the UK first, right? So we talked about them taking over the subway areas. Yeah. So we can see Oxford Circus now has the underground with a square. Was, isn't that normally just a circle anyways, like beforehand? Yeah, it's just a circle. One is, I think, yeah. So the underground is done a circle. That's the that's how it always looks. Yeah, isn't that like the original? Like before PlayStation. That's probably they probably saw that and they're like, oh yeah, that'd be great. Let's yep. Which was a great idea. They took over that, and then let's you know, there's this video from the UK that they kind of did. So this kind of just shows you kind of what they're doing, right? And I think this is. Honestly, whoever over it, you know, PlayStation UK that thought about this idea is genius. They're getting it's a Christmas fun. bonus. That was good. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. They're getting a Christmas bonus. Makes, makes, sure. makes me wonder, like, how they like just they just did it overnight. Like, yeah, yeah. Dang. I mean, they probably just built the lights elsewhere and then, like, yeah. in the middle of the night, yeah, they just, just put them on, plugged them in real yeah, quick, just, just set them up and. Yeah. I wonder how long they're going to be up for. 48 hours. 48 hours? That's oh, okay. Cool. Um, and then also with, with that, then we also have areas throughout the world that PlayStation did their stuff with. Mm. And they started off with it in... I'm hoping you say Kenya. <laughs> well, they did Dubai. I mean, Dubai was ridiculous. Japan was ridiculous. Um, 
this is how they lit up some of their buildings. Um, Damn. Oh, that's cool. Jesus. You know, like in Japan, there was this, um, like, like a temple or whatever. There's the buyer right there. Oh. And they lit up the walkway up to the temple. Oh, oh that's sick. Um, oh, wow. So I, you, you got to think, they're going, they're going all out for this. There it is right there, that, that oh, temple and stuff where they lit it up. Um, that's cool. You know, to, to me, <laughs> I mean, somebody's doing it right. I mean, right now they're doing it right, but they're, re- they're really pissing off their customers who don't have a PS Five right now. <laughs> okay, in all fairness, it's not their fault. No, if, no, I'm just if saying companies like, like GameStop, Walmart, and everything would put in captchas and stuff like that to help prevent bots. More people well, would be having not just, it right now. It's not just that, but also like they were there on no console release ever, regardless of whether it's this one or last one, there will never be, they'll never be able to produce enough consoles to make everybody happy on release day. Like, yes, yes. That was never a reality. Especially during a pandemic when everyone is exactly, no, they want to get it right now. It's, you know, demand is obviously going to be super high. And not yeah. just that, but the entire the entire production chain, like mass producing yeah. these, has gone on during. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so they have to never deal with those regulations as well. Yeah. Yeah, but I think also, too, if you look at, too, with that, we already knew that quantities were going to be limited based on, you know, supply chain. But when you have, like, Walmart saying, hey, we're going to put these all out today at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern, and when people are signing on to hopefully try and get one at 259, it's saying, guess what? 259 Eastern, time, guess what? We're already sold out. Yeah, the retailers are definitely not making it any I mean, easier. Yeah. I get why Sony is not wanting it in the stores right now. And that is because of COVID. And I, I applaud them for trying to keep everybody safe. I really mm-hmm. do. But at the same time, as these retailers need to have systems in place that, one, their websites stay up. Because Walmart's website crashed again today because so many people were trying to go find them. And two, they need to make sure that there's no bots. There's got to be yeah. some way to verify that, you know, to it's to an actual person. Because yeah. there are people that are have used bots to get a hold of multiple systems and they're trying to sell them for base. Now it's looking like 1500 on eBay now for a base product. And going all as high as 32 grand so something has to be done for that and honestly i also want to say it's those people that have decided they want to spend 500 dollars just to destroy a ps5 and throw it off a building now granted they're still they're doing it with xbox series x's as well but they're just throwing them off buildings and destroying they're setting them on fires you guys so they suck just as much I hadn't even seen that, and that doesn't surprise me. But I hadn't thought of it at all, and that's it's so anno- it's so annoying, yep. man. And to the Twitter it's, people out and there, they, they that, all try and say like, "Oh man, the drop test," and like, "No, man, no, it makes my heart sink." Yeah, <laughs> like somebody who really could enjoy it could have. Like, it I, right I want to be like at the bottom of that bridge or wherever they drop it, <laughs> just catch it, <laughs> just so, like catch uh, it, and just start walking away, like, like boom, see ya. <laughs> hey, uh, Jerry. <laughs> We had somebody come for you in the comments of uh, last week's episode. Oh, I saw this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Bro, I love your mom. <laughs> oh, no. Who? Wait, who? It was your mom. <laughs> it was your oh, mom. God. Oh, God. Got oh, him. She, oh, no. she said, oh, God. And, and mom, 
I love you. You know, I do. This is fantastic. Um, She said, so proud of my Jerry. He was the best performer of the bunch. So talented and so committed, or maybe he should be committed. (laughs) (laughs) And then also Newman. Oh no. I I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. (laughs) He said, it doesn't get any better watching it second time. Glad to join you for number 100. I'll be back in the future. No one stops the mail, Jerry. <laughs> Damn. But yeah. That was that was tough. That was tough mm-hmm. on the, in the at 100. A, a yep. few, it was great. Tyler, what'd you think of that? What'd you a few coworkers saw it too. Um, let's, get a, was, let's get a fan's impression of episode one. Yeah, did you get, did <laughs> you get to hear it? Did you get to see him? Yes, I did. I was. That was unexpected. I didn't. I didn't know like if there was a story that led up to that or uh, you know a, a long thing like history to this. I, I, I missed I, it. I've merely I merely mentioned say, it back a to, couple, maybe a couple episodes, but I've just mentioned like, it. Episode but it's, twenty, I think. We were, yeah, I mean, it, it became early. a thing. Yeah, yeah. It was way back when. Okay, yeah. so like, I, I we just had to see it. I didn't have the story there. So when it just kind of like it, it I think Matt just kind of like softballed it in there and was like, Oh, okay. And then I was just listening. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> it was, it was a thing of beauty. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's out there. That's yep. all I can keep telling things. Of, is it's so, out there. <laughs> I still give you props for letting us put that on the internet. <laughs> I didn't give him a choice. Really, really. <laughs> yeah, really. I didn't give him a choice. The, the, you know what? The moment we we were getting on, is like, uh, this is drive. happening. He just, well, he just my... looked at me. He's like, flash drive. Like, I was like, oh, flash drive. The, of the performance. Yeah, I need the flash drive, please. <laughs> here you go. Thank you. Like, but you still, you um, still said, here you go. That takes a, that takes a lot of confidence yeah, and thanks, security, man. and no, no, no. it's great. The world is a better place now that I it's guil- out there. I guilted him into saying, well. <laughs> You know, this is Newman's episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't be that. You can't be that jerk to say so, no when presented you know that. So I'm going to be that jerk and put Tyler on the spot, and I'm asking the question that we ask every guest. All right. What's your favorite game to play for game night? All right. So I got a couple uh, right now because yes. game night is uh, it revolves around our five year old that we have. Um, game night is either Mario Party. Um, because he's one? a big Mario fan. Uh, the one for the Switch. Nice. Okay. Um, we only we only have mm-hmm. the Switch for Nintendo console like okay. set up right now, so that's really kind of like our only option. Um, actually, just before I came on for the show, uh, he and I do two player Mario Odyssey where we pull up like the moon list of a kingdom and like he and I mm-hmm. play and he'll control Cappy and I'll control Mario or vice oh, versa. Oh, so cool. that's like a he and I thing that we do. Um, and when we're not doing that, um, really the only board game he's got the attention span for right now is Candyland. So, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So in a oh, non-COVID world, in a, in a non-COVID, non-COVID world, what's your, what's your favorite game for game night? Uh, non-COVID world, uh, we do we get down on Cards Against Humanity, Munchkin, and um, Munchkin. the game that ruins a friendship, and uh, Catan. Ooh, and Catan's another oh, one. Nice. The last, I, I really got into Mansions of Madness. I don't know if you guys have done that one, but oh, I, I really love that, that one. That one. Yeah. Oh, um, it's, it's Jerry, to the, uh, Jerry got intro- Jerry got introduced to Catan with me. I think I had never played Catan I, when I, I used to live in the Tucson, and mm-hmm. I came up 
to visit my partner. She lives up here in the Portland area. Um, came up here and she introduced me to Catan like seven plus years ago. And it was a lot of fun my first time playing mm-hmm. it. So. so did you get rocked by the thief then? That like you just never happened to move the thief. Everybody moves the thief but you. Actually, I had never having played it. I actually won the first game. Really? Nice. Yeah. Nice, Impressive. Nice. All right. Yeah. I don't think I've won since then. But I won that first <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, at this point, let's let's start off with with Tyler, right? Um, so, what have you been playing lately? So, uh, I've been playing a lot of. I, I was lucky enough. I know other people in here did not, but I was lucky enough to get a PlayStation Five. Jason didn't know about it because Jerry didn't call him. Um, I know. I, I I still wince every time I hear that. <laughs> It, yeah i think i listened to that episode like twice because that's such a good hype episode um, <laughs> every time that part comes on i'm just like Ooh. god damn it jerry yep. um, dog i've been i've been helping ever since no no yeah no no worries man no worries you've been, that, helping. Been, been helping matt's been matt's been putting that yeah, out say matt's been helping yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. yeah he's been helping but a lot i more. have been asleep out all the my, time my two attempts are done up. i'm done um, two yeah, two, two and through, man. Two and yeah, two and through. I try. I, I, I tried to help you out. Well, it sounds like yeah. Jason's gonna wait for a little while anyway. Yeah, but. wait. You know, like. <laughs> but, uh, so I've been been playing Astros quite a bit. Uh, um, again, the five year old loves that one. Um, he every time we play it, though, it's it's starting it from the beginning. So I don't think I've gotten to finish it, but I've restarted it like ten times. Oh. Um, and I right before the PlayStation five released uh, challenged a friend of mine to platinum final fantasies seven, eight, nine, and 10. And so, nice. Ooh, we, uh, that's a challenge. Yeah. So we, uh, we started that and I've been, I've been maintaining that and playing that off and on, um, played a little bit of the remake on the PlayStation five, just to see how it looked. i there's a couple of the collection games I've got pegged to start, but I only have, you know, five-year-old working from home, limited yeah. TV time. Some of the, a lot of those games I want to play aren't child friendly. Um, so, uh, but I'm really, really excited. I've got it on my, uh, Christmas, Christmas list. Uh, I'm getting the, uh, full Spider-Man, uh, for the PS5, the remaster yeah. and oh, yeah. uh, edition. son is a big Spider-Man fan. So he's watched a couple trailers and like, we watched like a seven minute gameplay and mm-hmm. it, I've never played I've always I'm a very like niche gamer admittedly and most of my gaming repertoire is all RPGs or JRPGs yeah um and so I've never played a game quite like Spider-Man so watching it I was like this Mm -hmm. looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun and I know he's gonna have a lot of fun web slinging and watching it with me so that's gonna be like my true first next-gen game and I am very excited for it yeah Cool. All right, Jason. Um, not a lot, you know. You can skip it. I mean, two. like, <laughs> it's just, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen here and there, but more so Division Two. Oh, I got I to jump in there, Jason. Jason, I fell off the bandwagon for Final Fantasy fourteen after Shadowbringers, which Shadowbringers is probably one of the best Final Fantasy stories ever. Um. And I just, I don't have the time to put into that gear ladder of just progression to get better gear throughout yeah, the entire expansion. The tiers, yeah. I just, I don't have that time like I once did, yeah. but 
I am very excited to try Final Fantasy 14 out on a PlayStation 5 because, as I mentioned, this is now, I now have something stronger than my gaming laptop, and I'm very excited (laughs) about it. Soldier was saying that thing runs incredibly well on the PS5. Yeah. I believe it. I I don't doubt it. I um, do not doubt it. Very excited about that. But, yeah, I'm like, do you know where to find me? Hit me up, man. Like, I'm down to play the fun. Fantasy 14 with everybody, you know. What server are you on? He just. Uh, I'm I'm on Brunhilder. Okay, uh, I'm on Siren. Siren. Okay, so yeah, you're on a different. Yeah, he doesn't want to play and division. What, what server anybody. are you on for for Division Two? The uh, Leave Your Friends Behind server. The, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you, John. The, uh, that's, that, that's PC a server. Master Race <laughs> server. <laughs> Not the uh, PlayStation Four. What do I do with my thumbs? Oh. <laughs> I guarantee you I would have you dead with a headshot before you even found uh, me with a mouse and a keyboard. And I would be the distraction. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> As we like to That's say, how in we Kai, did it. go on, bait. Oh and God. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in division we dude, we had oh, a no. cool strategy. I was I was like yeah. the assault kind of tank, so I would just dis- I would distract. Matt would move move and like get a good shot and just I mean, it's when we're that. talking about 50k plus damage with a single bullet on a headshot, yeah, you're no, you're, you're, you're missing out on some good teammates, bro. You you <laughs> need to move to the PC. We got to play. Just no, letting you know, PC, bro, no PC no. master race. So, uh, uh-uh. let's talk the PC Junior over there. You know. PC controller. Junior. Why am I Junior? <laughs> yeah, how's he doing? He's, he's probably one of the senior than I got better equipment. Con- yeah. Oh, controller on a got PC. The better equipment. Controller on a PC. I haven't used the controller on PC <laughs> in so long. I've been, um, I've still been grinding on what, some yeah. keyboard and mouse. Good job, Dave. Pretty well. Are you, are you still playing with a few, like, uh, configurations? Like, how, you're, how you have your keyboard and stuff? Or have you figured that out? Uh, I've gotten pretty comfortable just with the wide and kind of like angling the keyboard just a little bit. Okay. Uh, just so that way it relaxes my hand a little bit more, but, um, I don't know. I've been messing around with that. Uh, this week, not so much. Uh, I've been playing mainly some Sackboy and some animal crossing. I, I, I downloaded the November update and I watched the trailer for it. And I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about it the Turkey fall day. season yes <laughs> oh but did you hear that they uh kind of fixed time travel that you can't tra- time travel to events that they won't happen if you time travel to them it's all oh, awesome. like change changing the clock on your yeah. actual yeah, switch. yeah. Oh, okay yeah. yeah a lot of people so jump like, forward to halloween to get all yeah, the stuff you can and then do, go back you, in time you could do that yeah, yeah lots of people do that but so a lot of Streamers have like mm-hmm. gotten or time traveled to um, Toy Day and Turkey Day, and there's mm-hmm. nothing for them to do. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so it's good, Jerry. that bug. What have you been playing? What have I been playing? I've been playing the game of life, bro. The game of life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been playing uh, Miles Morales a lot. I thought you were talking about the board game, sir. The board game. The game of life. No, no, The real game of life, bro. Spin that. The real game of life, sir. (laughs) No. Get that one. Get them kids. Get them kids. He was playing playing the game of hanging out with. Paying that mortgage, son. He was uh, playing the game of hanging out in Phoenix with me, so. Pretty much. And it sounds like it's a good game. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, that- no, yeah, just Miles Morales. I've been trying out Miles Morales in Astro's Playroom. I've gotten everything. Like, the, the, I don't know about you guys, but the moment I saw that museum, I had to finish it. Like, the, see, going around that whole museum is like a time, like a, just a timeline of like, man, I remember the, seeing the GPS for the PSP. Those janky accessories, man. I, like, I had that single tear when they showed off the Vita. I. <laughs> And then, I hope. Dude, the PSP Go? God, how terrible that thing was. Oh, I hope man. they do another handheld for the PlayStation 5 life cycle. Jim, Jim Ryan said they're out of it. They, <sighs> but and I, think, I hope I, they I, see I, the Tyler, Switch. I've said this and, for so long. I think there's still a market for the PSP right now, especially I, with I the hope, PS5. I hope Sony sees, especially with how great the PS5 is, I hope Sony sees how successful the Switch is doing as a handheld type extension. And they bring us something because it let me tell you, make a comeback. Yeah. one of the biggest demands I've got as a someone with uh, my partner, she, she's got the Switch, she's into Legends of Zelda, she loves her Stardew Valley, she loves her Animal Crossing. Um, I've got a five-year-old who loves his Mario, loves his whatever games he's going to get into as he gets older. They already, we already have fights, not real fights, but like have to decide who's playing what on what TV, but we all really like to all be on the same room together. And I really just, I need a handheld that's going to work with the PlayStation 5 that I can play my games on while they're playing something on the TV and sync up to the PlayStation Network and get my trophies. I need it. I will, yeah. I'll take it. I think there's too. still a market for it, man. Especially with what, especially with like how they designed the PS4, the PS4 Pro, and now the, the 5. Mm-hmm. They can come up with something pretty cool, I think. Oh, yeah. Bring me the, yeah. the second Bring one. Bring it back. <laughs> I won't get it because I'm I'm not a big handheld guy other than the Switch. That's all I'm ever going to have. Mm. But I still think they should bring it back. Oh, I think, I, I think they're more it's not a true it. console and it's just like a amped up controller but has a screen that you just mm. broadcast oh, like to or something a, yeah. like that. Like a like, pocket station? I don't know. Name it whatever you want, but something like that. It doesn't need to be yeah. like its own console, like mini console or something. Just... Just let you remote play to a screen on a controller. Just yeah, like a PlayStation Controller Pro or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But not not like a rehash of PlayStation TV. No, not that. <laughs> no. Did you yeah, ever so, try the PlayStation TV? Because I sadly did. I did not. But I had a very good friend of mine who did try it, and I, I I've heard enough stories to go. No, they should not do that again. <laughs> I definitely had a better experience doing remote play with the Vita than I did PlayStation TV. <laughs> Which is sad to say. Damn. Very sad Ooh, to say. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, Matt, what have you been uh, playing? Uh, platinumed Astro's, uh, Astrobot's Playroom. Okay. Uh, working on Miles Morales, playing some Sackboy as well. Um, for those that follow me on Twitter, you also saw that I fired up Horizon. MLB The Show 2020 and um, Ghost of Tsushima just so I could see how they look. Um, Ghost, as gorgeous as that thing was, looks stunning on PlayStation 5. Horizon looks incredible. And MLB The Show 2020 just looks amazing as well. Um, I wasn't loading those off. I was loading horizon and ghost off of the ps5 ssd 
MLB 2020 came off the external hard drive. Mm -hmm. um, I saw an uptick in performance on MLB 2020 uh, in terms of how it um, performed and whatnot. Um, the other thing that I saw as a notice, and it came out in an article um, today by Push Square, is that the install files for Miles Morales and Spider-Man are 25% smaller on PS5 than they are on the PS4. Mm -hmm. And that nice. is how that that's too, due to the integration and how everything's set up on the PS5. So I think that is really, really cool. Oh, so, cool. That is very um, so yeah, so that's been pretty much what I've been, what I've been playing. Um, Astrobots though got me super hooked. Um, and I, I had to, had to work on the platinum. Like last night I was, I was playing Sackboy just and, and whatnot. And I see a notification come up that one of the speed runs, my time was beaten amongst my friends, my cousin <laughs> beat it. And I was like, damn it. So I immediately swapped into Astrobot went and, did a run <laughs> and beat his score. And it's been like, it's one of those things I think is really cool. Some of those notifications they send you because then you can go and, and go do other activities if you want to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but so far I'm, I'm loving everything with the PS5. Um, I will not go back to a, a DualShock 4. One of the other things I, I, I really wanted to try out was the, uh, the hints in for the games. Oh, I, I, like I, wanted I used to, it. Yeah, in, I wanted to use uh, that too, just to see. I'd use it in it's Astro. Super cool. Um, Very helpful. Yeah, yeah. Especially and it if only you're shows you trying to get those trophies to, and. Yeah, it shows you how to get to it, but it doesn't show you how to figure like solve it. Yeah. Oh, that's you nice. Know? That's good. Okay. Um, so like a true where it was, but you kind of had to figure out how to get up and over to it. Um, that is cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, there's a lot of that. That is actually super super cool on that. So. Huh. I'm gonna think um, too on the the new controller. Uh, a friend of mine who has not been successful getting a PlayStation 5, but still does streaming and uh, a lot of his stuff is off of Steam. Mm -hmm. He went and was able to actually get just a controller and Steam has already got a patch where you can use the DualSense yeah. with oh, Steam. And That's so he's cool. using the new, the new the DualSense with Steam and he's just like, this controller is the most amazing thing ever and I'm so upset I don't have a PS5, but at least I can use controller. Yeah, because I, I, think, I think that's probably most of the experience that you like really enjoy is the haptics and the dual sense, you know, integrated with the games. It's just, it's, it really is next level immersing you into the game. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I keep going back to this. I saw this tweet and I, I always want to credit who it was, but I can never remember, but it, it basically went along the lines of there's two next gen consoles coming out this year but there's only one next gen controller coming out and <laughs> that's cool that's the best that's the best yeah. quote honestly yeah so so with that um you know tyler i want to say you know welcome to crashing game night and having fun with us tonight and the shenanigans uh, um, thank you man thank you for having us thank, thank you for letting me crash it's <laughs> an honor uh, yeah and we've i've got another uh listener that wants to join on or kind of get that schedule and whatnot um but to all our listeners, I also uh, you know, I want to thank you guys for crashing game night with us tonight. Um, you know, if you guys do want to come on, reach out to me on on Twitter at cgn underscore matt. Um, you know, I'm, I'm most active on that one, even though I do run our at uh, cgn podcast Twitter account as well. But um, thank you to all our listeners for crashing game night um, with us as well. So episode 100, this is huge. Like it's not, but you know, 100 was huge to begin with, and we yeah. can only go up from here. Uh, we've got a lot of things. 
uh, coming up with, with guests I'm going to be trying to get for us. Um, we launched a new design on the website over the weekend as well. Um, so go definitely head on over to crashinggamemites.com. Check that out. Um, during these times, guys, where it's, it, it is now seeming to get a lot more stressful, especially here in the States with the election and everything, um, COVID increasing as well. Um, I want to say just please, please, guys, everyone, be excellent to each other. And above all else right now, guys, stay frosty. Well, my fellow nerds, thank you all for joining us. And I just want you all to uh, remember the uh, to show your support to all of the all of the all of the uh, groups out there right now. Black Lives Matter, you know, time's up. Everybody show your support. This is a, a, an ongoing journey. You know, it's going to take a while to get to the end. So all we can do is just stay vigilant and uh, look out for one another, uh, because you know what? This is the way. Shout out to all you guys out there. Thank you. Hey, shout out to you, Tyler. Thank you for joining us, Crashing. Welcome to the couch where many have been. (laughs) Um, Yeah, again, shout out to all you out there, frontline workers, people that are in disaster areas, whether it be natural or not natural. Please stop swatting people. My goodness. That was was a meme way so long ago. But anyways, you know, prayers out to all of y'all out there that are doing the good fights doing the the hard work it is coming up is pretty much christmas season you know because thanksgiving seasons doesn't exist after halloween so you guys out there have a safe christmas do you need a song safe thanksgiving if you do decide to have thanksgiving have a safe thanksgiving um yeah Yeah. uh, Well, first of all, like I was going to say, like I said, thank you for having me on. It's an honor. Um, I haven't been listening to you guys that long in the grand scheme of things. I came in kind of late, but you guys have definitely been uh, a joy as far as, uh, you know, making me laugh and giving me something to listen to while I'm working and going through these hard times. Um, Thank you, man. Thank you. You know, times are hard. Um, It's not been just COVID. We, I feel like we've witnessed, far more than just COVID this year. So like it's been kind of already stated here, um, please support groups, Black Lives Matter. There's so many movements going on. Um, you know, stay safe, you know, keep yourself safe, focus on your health, protect everybody else around you, wear a mask. And, uh, you know, I can't really say much more than that. Be kind to each other. Thank you again, man. And episode 100 may have been epic, but 101 was special that we got to have a, a guest the turn of the set so, the turn of the yep. centurion yeah, man so both episodes have been super awesome and like the both these episodes have been very special so thank you again absolutely thanks for joining the cgn fam thanks for listening to us ttfn yeah. ta-ta for now not everybody <laughs> <laughs>